0: Man, how how many of y'all are excited about what God is about to do in this place? How, how many of y'all are just really? I said really, 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 really excited about all the things that uh, that God is about to do in this place. Today marks the start of our our new series. I'm so tired of being alone. It, 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 any of y'all here just really just tired of just tired of just being alone? You just tired of, of being by yourself, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that and I, I believe that's why I, I believe that, that that is why God laid this uh, series in my heart uh, to do with you all and I think that during this series we're gonna we gonna laugh we're gonna cry uh, some of us gonna be convicted we're gonna be we're gonna be encouraged we just gonna have some fun but I think uh, ultimately at the end of this series um, you're gonna have a different outlook on, on Christian uh, relationships now Um, I want you all to understand uh, a few things. One is that uh, I am not Dr. Phil. Uh, I am not a life coach. Uh, I am a pastor. Uh, I didn't come with information. I came with revelation. And I need you to understand uh, that everything we do during this series is going to be based on the word of God. All right, then. Now, um, it is our custom that we stand during the reading of the word of God. Um, but I have a lot of scriptures that, that we're going to be dealing with and all you have a scripture reference sheet. So um, just when we get to that point, I'm just going to kind of go through the scriptures because I want to make sure we get a an a opportunity to cover everything uh, during this lesson. So we're going to go forego the standing uh, of the scriptures um, so that we can get through everything that we need to uh, cover um, during this during this particular message. Uh, now, I am married. Uh, so but that's a benefit to you singles Uh, The fact that I am married, me and my wife, uh, we've been married uh, coming up on eight years now, and so uh, we have, uh, amen. We have, uh, we have uh, experienced some things, business, met through some things. Um, When me and my wife got married, um, I was. Uh, I was uh, 20 years old. My my wife was 19, and uh, God taught us a lot of different things. We got married, and when we were when we were still in college, um, had had our first son, and uh, God has just done some great things. Taught us a lot of things about relationships. Um, so to, that's good for you, um, because I've been where you are, and I am where you're where you're going. Um, and so I can give you some insights and things of that nature as it relates to uh, your being single uh, and you're looking to, uh, to have a mate. I just believe that um, if you're trying to be married, which most of y'all that want to be in a relationship, you don't want to just have somebody with you. You want somebody to put a ring on your finger. Amen? Uh, or so, and so uh, being that be the case then, like I said, if you want to know about fixing cars, you go see a mechanic. Uh, if you want to know about cooking, you go and find you a chef. Uh, and if you want to learn about being married, uh, you need to go find you some married folks and start doing what they're doing. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, some of the things we're going to deal with today in this message, uh, message one, uh, I'm, I'm, why am I still single? Is um, why you long for a mate, uh, and specifically in women. Uh, I'm gonna show you in the Bible uh, where a lot of that desire that you have uh, for a mate comes from, um, what it means to be single, and why you are not alone, and um, the three categories of singleness. The three uh, categories of singleness, we're gonna deal with that uh, on today. Um, the question is often asked. And I know, some, you know a lot of people looked at you know, some of our titles, some of the things we're gonna be dealing with, but that question I imagine is is often asked, why am I uh, still single? I believe that's a question that acts between men and women alike. A lot of times we don't show it, we don't tell it, but um, I know men, we be asking the same questions as women do, y'all just more emotional, so y'all just express it more than we do. Um, but uh, we ask some of the uh, same questions that you do. Um, but why am I uh, still single? And sometimes we begin to beat up on ourselves, we begin to wonder, you you know, it seems like I'm stuck somewhere between here and happily ever after, and you begin to ask yourself, Lord, what is, what is really going on? I've been faithful, I've been tithing, um, and I need you all, and I, uh, uh, I don't understand why uh, it is that I'm still single. Did I do something wrong? Is it me? Uh, has I not been faithful? I, am I just not good enough? Um, and we ask all these different questions, and we got to understand, you begin to ask, Lord, is there somebody that desires me? Well, I want you all to know today that the answer is a resounding yes. I'm telling you, you are good enough uh, for somebody. There is somebody out there that is waiting on you. There is somebody out there that wants to be with you, that wants to put a ring on your finger, that wants to uh, to be in a, a relationship with you, but you got to one, um, you got to know that, uh, you got to understand that. You got to understand that uh, the Bible tells us in Psalms 139 and 14 that you were fearfully and you were wonderfully made. And if you were made like that, there is somebody that wants to hook up with you, um, so you just got to be patient and do it God's way. You got to understand that uh, because you were fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, that that God uh, has places a high value on you, especially women, uh, because uh, God made Adam out of the dust go to ground, but it says that he created Eve. Uh, whenever something is created, it starts from scratch, and he, I believe that God took a, a special amount of time just on women uh, just to get you all to where you are now. Um, but um, you, one, you got to love yourself, and you got to know for yourself that you're fabulous. Tell your neighbor, say, you're fabulous. Tell your neighbor, you you fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because ain't cause nobody loves you like you do. See, so you got to get that point in your head. You got to get that right first. Nobody can love you like you do. So when you start loving yourself, that's when you can expect for somebody else uh, to begin to love you too. This is too loud. Amen. All right, now, the first thing about singleness that you got to understand is that singleness uh, is not a curse. Uh, being single is not a bad thing. Matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter, um, Paul said that it was a gift. Uh, now, everybody ain't got to give uh, naturally, but I believe that uh, God gives you the anointing to be single during your se- season of singleness. Uh, so, so a lot of you all now are, are in a season of singleness, and I believe it's during this time that God gives you anointing to be single. Now, uh, what when we are single, though, we have to have a particular focus, and I believe that is where God uh, expects us to have a focus on him uh, and, and being in his face uh, and not trying to be in some man or some woman face. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? That season of singleness is our time to begin to cultivate our relationship with God. Uh, That's where we began to uh, have the time to really uh, get before God and be with God. You see, because Paul understood that. He said, look, I understand when you get married, then you're not going to have as much time to spend with God as you do now. He said, because right now as a single person, you don't have to worry about uh, kids unless you already have them, or you don't have to worry about pleasing a husband or or a wife. I'm telling you, when you get a spouse. whether you, you know, man, whether you man or woman, when you get a spouse, I'm telling you, your spouse is needy. I'm telling you, I, you know, I love my wife, but while I'm telling you, my wife, I have needs, and my and I expect that that my my wife to meet those needs, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, the whole nine yards. I have needs, and so a lot of times, you all as single women don't have to worry about meeting those needs of another person while you're single, and you can spend your time really getting in tune with God, really understanding what God uh, has for you, what God wants you to do, um, how it is that uh, He wants you to operate uh, in this in this in this lifetime and do the things in which he calls you to do it's that time for you to have fellowship with god And so we cannot spend all our time trying to have fellowship with man and forget to have fellowship with God. You can't think that you're just going to go back and try to get fellowship with God. I'm telling you, that is the most report, that is the most important relationship you will ever be in. And you got to understand that. So he wants you um, to to, to be in fellowship with him. In that fellowship is where you're going to find your purpose, where you're going to find why it is that God made you, why he placed you here. Yeah, the Bible said you were uh, fearfully and wonderfully made, but why? Why did God make you so fearfully and why did he make you so wonderfully and that is where we, when we get in tune with God when we get before him and we we stay in his presence we begin to know uh, our purpose and we begin so we stop asking God Lord uh, why uh, why am I still single and we start asking God Lord why am I here see when we get that right when we understand why it is that we're here a lot of those a lot of the other things about our life typically begin begin uh, to fall in place. So before we start talking about our mate, we first got to start talking about ourselves. We first got to allow God to work on us before we start uh, telling him to change uh, anybody else. Uh, so we got to get that piece right. I'm telling you, look, a relationship is just two individuals. That's it. That's uh, that, that in the simplest form, a relationship consists of two individuals. We have to get the individual portion right uh, bef- if we're ever to expect that the the collective portion will be together. I'm telling you, if we don't get the individual part right, I'm telling you, y'all just going to be two messed up folks just together. I'm telling you, so we got to get the individual part right first, uh, and that is where you come that's where uh, you come in and you doing your part uh, a lot of us uh, want to be uh, in relationships want to be in a successful relationship I know don't nobody just want to be in one you want to be in a successful one uh, and I believe that God will give us a desires of our heart so I believe that if, he tr- if you truly desire to be in a relationship I believe that God will send you he will make you over and get you ready and then get that person ready and then put you all together uh, but the thing is uh, a lot of times we have heard we, when we heard that scripture we we've heard that so much uh, in Psalms 37 and 4 that God will give us the desires of our heart but there' are something that I don't want you to miss if you look at your reference scriptures, it says that first you have to delight yourself in the Lord a lot of times you all don't hear that when you hear that scripture quoted it says delight yourself in the Lord and the Lord will give you the desires of your heart first delight yourself in the Lord we got to get to a point where he means more to me than anything else when I began to have find my joy and my peace in him then he said then I'll give you the desires of your heart he said because what happens is the more time you spend with him the more you your his desires become your desires and you will start Desiring the same things that he desires. So naturally, when you're asking for the same things that he wants to come to pass, then he's going to say yes, he's going to say yes, and he's going to say yes, because those uh, are his desires uh, when we get to that point. Now, we got to understand the difference between single and being alone the word single the word single and, and alone are not synonymous they do not mean the same thing uh, i'm gonna deal with the, the, the word alone and then we're gonna deal with the word single the word alone means to be isolated from others and more importantly isolated from god that is what the word alones mean but you got to understand in genesis the second chapter in 18 first god said it was not good for man to be alone he said it was not good that he would be alone so god himself did away with loneliness he said that that was not good. That was, he said, that is not something I have for you. So if we take on loneliness, that's something we didn't do on our own. God, because God said loneliness is not going to be a part of your life. He's, God himself did away with loneliness. So a lot of times we may feel alone, but that don't mean that we are alone. You see, we always got the Trinity. We, God, God is a triune God. Uh, and so uh, he is exists in the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when you ain't got nobody else, I know you got three friends. Amen. <laughs> So Jesus came when Jesus came Jesus came He said that uh, I came that you might have life uh, In John 10 and 10 that you might have it more abundantly I don't think that there was any type of loneliness or isolation in in that in that life that Jesus died for I don't think that uh, those two words were anywhere in there I don't think that there was any loneliness uh, in that in that uh, life that Jesus came uh, that We may have so loneliness is done uh, and we're gonna start living a life in which Jesus uh, truly died for now single to be single just means to exist as an individual. That's it. Just to exist as an individual. Um, in, in your singleness, you have uh, a responsibility to yourself, and you are accountable uh, to your own self. Uh, once we become, uh, once we become to get into a relationship, then we become accountable um, to our partners. But uh, as an individual, you are accountable to you. So it's up to you to make sure that you do what you're supposed to do when you're when you are uh, single. And we got to understand that now. If there was anybody who knew how to be single, uh, I believe it was Adam. I believe that Adam truly knew how to be single. Uh, you got to understand that Adam, uh, you know, he walked with God. He, he talked with God uh, in, the, in, the, in the garden, and uh, he was at peace. He was content, uh, and he was truly just enjoyed just being in the presence of God um, his entire life. Now, this is, you know, naturally before Eve got there. Uh, Adam was happy. Adam wasn't tripping. Adam wasn't going to God talking about, Lord, I ain't got nobody, and all this type of stuff. He was just happy being with God. He was just thrilled about uh, just God just coming and talking with him and just God, just God doing all things he was doing, how God would set him up like he did. I mean, he just had so much stuff to praise God for. He like, God did all this for me. I ain't got to work. I ain't got to do nothing. He was just happy uh, being in the presence of God. Now, Adam lived uh, before Eve got there. He lived during a time when there was no female present there was not a female a lot of, a lot of people say now oh there's a shortage of men out there because so many are in prison or you know it ain't no i can't find i can't seem to find no good man or i can't seem to find no good woman but see adam again adam was content he was happy he had peace he had joy during the time not only not not that he was a shortage but it was none adam couldn't find a woman then even if he wanted to but why then was adam still so happy and he was single Because he was fulfilled by God. He just enjoyed being, he found his fulfillment, he found everything that he needed, he found the joy, he found peace, he found everything just in being with God. When there was not even uh, a woman present. Uh, Genesis uh, 2 uh, and 21, it says that, uh, you know, after uh, God said it was not good for man to be alone, he began to create woman. The Bible says uh, in Genesis 2 and 21 that he caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Check this out, listen, Adam was resting in God while his mate was being created listen listen it, the, the bible says that you know he put adam sleep and then he he opened him up and took the rebound now adam was asleep during this whole time he was resting during that time in god see while his mate was being created see listen we got to get to a point where we rest that we can be comfortable just in god while god may be working on our mate he could be creating your mate now not that he don't exist but he's creating them making them to what he wants them to be and you just need to rest in him while here's why he's doing it See Adam. Adam understand. Uh, Adam understood that. And Adam got that piece right. I believe that uh, he he he. I believe that Adam uh, was the best example of being single uh, during a time where he didn't, he couldn't get a woman even if he wanted to. Um, there is nothing you got to understand. There is nothing that can fill that void. Uh, there is no woman, there is no man that can fill that void um, that you that you have in your life uh, if, if, if that God placed in your life. There is no. I'm telling you, there is no man or woman that can fill those shoes. None, uh, none whatsoever. And we got to understand that. Uh, we got to get that in our heart. We got to get that uh, in our spirit. And I want to now, I want to take you to, uh, you know, what the main piece we're going to deal with uh, for is Leah and Rachel um, and how both of them tried to find fulfillment in man. Now I'm going to show you exactly what not to do uh, so that uh, you won't make some of the same mistakes that they made. Uh, Genesis, the 29th chapter, Genesis, the 29th chapter. Um, and uh, we're going to deal with um, uh, the 29th and then we're going to go to the 30th two. And let me give you a real quick recap to where we are. All right. Amen. Now. Uh, Leah and Rachel were sisters and Leah was the oldest sister and Rachel was the youngest. Now Jacob um, was uh, the nephew of Laban and Jacob uh, one day saw uh, Rachel and he just fell all head over heels over Rachel and he just really wanted to be with Rachel. He just really wanted to have a, a relationship with her. Um, so uh, he went to Laban and he said that he told Laban that he wanted Rachel and so Laban said okay that's good. You, uh, you work for me for seven years and then I'll let you have my daughter Rachel. So he worked for seven years but what happened was uh, during the night of uh, of consummation um that he sent uh Leah into the room uh, with Jacob uh instead of instead of Rachel uh and then afterwards when Jacob uh realized that he had been deceived um he went back to Laban and Laban said look I had to let my older it is our custom that our my older daughter get uh married first uh and so uh after that uh Jacob still wanting Rachel um he wanted that woman bad he decided he said look he said I will work a yeah, we we're going to get to that he said I will work another 7 years just to have Rachel um so uh he ended up marrying both sisters um and that is that brings us up uh, to the point we are now um again Leah was the the oldest uh, Rachel was the youngest and he really really loved Rachel uh, and so we're gonna see the struggle that these women had in trying to find fulfillment in Jacob Genesis the 29th um chapter uh, starting at the 31st verse and the Bible says when the Lord saw that Leah was not loved he opened her womb but Rachel was barren. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben. She said, "She said it is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now." She conceived again and she gave birth to a son. She said, "Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me he gave me this one too." And she named him Simon. Again she conceived and she and she gave birth to a son. And she said, "Now at last my husband." Will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. So she was, so she named him Levi. And then th- verse 35 says, She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. And she named him Judah, which means praise. And then she stopped uh, having children. Uh, now we see Leah here, Leah knowing and realizing that uh, she has been uh, unloved by uh, her husband uh, Jacob uh, because Jacob really loved her younger sister and so Leah uh, began to pray to God and I imagine she was moping around all sorry. and she just felt uh, during those times it was a big thing for a man um, one to have to, for a woman to have children and then for a man to have sons so she figured well if I could give uh, Jacob some sons then I believe that all of a sudden uh, Jacob uh, would love me and then I will be happy uh, all of a sudden so naturally she was sad so she didn't find her contentment in God because she was moping around she had lost all her joy and her peace just because Jacob didn't love her not understanding that God loved her God had to love her because God the one opened up her womb I'm telling you sometimes God and I know she just prayed and prayed and prayed sometimes will God will give you what you ask for just to show you how much you really don't want it listen understand this so he opened up her womb so he opened up her womb allowed her to have kids and the first three sons that she had uh, Reuben Simon and Levi she basically devoted unto she basically devoted unto Jacob said if I could just give him these kids oh he's just gonna be satisfied he's just gonna love me he's gonna fall head over his over me if I give him no child and every time she did that she found herself more and more frustrated because every time she had a son trying to please Jacob she found that Jacob loved her no more than he had before than, than before she had the kids understanding that and then in verse uh in verse 35 it says that when she had uh she said now uh, this time I will praise the Lord so she got pregnant again she said you know what I didn't spend all my energy I didn't spend all my time I didn't try to please Jacob it still ain't happening. He said, "Know what? I'm just gonna praise the Lord." And then she began. She then she named that child Judah. She named that child praise. And, uh, and then the Bible says that the Lord closed up her womb. So listen, the the womb was her source of frustration because she thought through her womb she could find fulfillment if she was able to give Jacob kids. But now, when she decided after having Judah that she would now begin to praise the Lord, the Bible says that God closed up her womb. So in other words, God fought, stopped the frustration that he had. So as soon as she stopped so as soon as she stopped putting Jacob first and started putting God first, her frustration ended. You got to understand that Jacob Jacob couldn't be to her what she wanted Jacob to be. He could not do it. He could not feel those shoes. Uh, and so she had to get to a point, And God brought her to a point where, uh, where she began to understand that then he closed up her womb. He stopped the frustration. So when the praise started, the frustration stopped. Listen, ladies, ladies, uh, you do not have to end up uh, with four kids with a man that don't love you before you begin to praise God. Yes, Jesus. You do not have to end up like, like Leah did before you began to put God first in your life. Before you began to just fulfill find fulfillment in him, because here's Leah he is with four kids with a man that don't even love her. You do We do not have to. We do not have to get to that point. Now check this out. Chapter 30. Now Rachel was the what Rachel was the one that, that uh uh that Jacob actually loved. He actually was head over heels over Jacob. He uh, over Rachel. He worked 14 years for her. Now check this out. Now verse 30 says in in chapter in verse 30 uh, chapter 30 verse one it says when Rachel saw. That she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. And she said to Jacob, Give me children or I will die. Now, listen, this is the same woman that had the man, and that the man actually loved her. I mean he was head over heel for her But yet she still didn't find fulfillment Just in having that man So you gotta understand and listen Neither one of the women could be fulfilled by Jacob Because Jacob could not fill the shoes of God in their life I don't care how good And Jacob actually loved Rachel But yet she was still miserable Even having Jacob Even having a man in her life Even having somebody that truly did love her She still found herself miserable Up to a point where she actually wanted to die If she didn't have a child so she's this is Rachel sitting there about to die with a man in her life that loved her, so obviously listen, you gotta understand that just because uh you gotta make that don't mean that you're gonna have the happiness and peace and joy that you have that you that that you can only get from Christ. I'm telling you you can only get that uh from him, and Leah. Leah or Rachel uh, didn't understand that um she said in verse 30 verse uh chapter 30 verse 2 it says Jacob became angry with her and said am I in the place of God who has kept you from having children So listen, she got frustrated because she was looking for a man to give her fulfillment. He got frustrated because she was frustrated. So now she didn't frustrated him. And Jacob's sitting there saying, look, woman, am I God? Look at you. You're trying to depend on me to be something that I can't. I cannot feel the shoes of God for you. So he got frustrated um, because of what she was going through. So she didn't sit there and frustrated him uh, because of the whole thing, because she expecting uh, Jacob to be something that he just could not. And as much as he loved her, don't you think Jacob would have liked to have pleased Rachel? Listen, the man worked 14 years for her. the Bible says that he loved her. He would have loved to have pleased Rachel, but he could not. He, even, he understood that I cannot be to you what only God can be to you. That's right, that's right. And so both of these women got it wrong because they began to look as to Jacob for their sword. They began to want uh, Jacob to be uh, that person in their life that filled, that filled all those voids in their life. Um, but Jacob could not do it. The problem is that, look, if you depend on man or woman to bring happiness or joy in your life, the problem is that when they leave, they take the happiness and joy with them. So if they bring it in when they leave, they're going to take it with them listen, your mates should only add to the happiness, peace, and joy that you already got. They should not be the source of it. You should already be happy and fulfilled just being in God. When they come, they should just add to it. Y'all should just be two happy folks, happy and fulfilled in God, and got the peace of the Lord, and got joy in your life. That's what it should be rather than you depending on somebody else to give you something that they cannot. They gonna do it the same way. Now listen, so now this, we, we, we're laying the foundation. I got to get you to understand this. I got to get you to understand that uh, everything that he comes first and everything that we do, and we cannot uh, try to place a man or a woman uh, in that spot. Now, it's not wrong or not bad that you want to be in a relationship. That is not an issue. That is not a problem that you want to be in a relationship. And I know some of y'all want to be in a relationship really, 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 really bad. Listen, some of y'all can't even help it. You got to understand. It. Now, let me show you. Go to Genesis, third, the third chapter. Um, Genesis third chapter and the sixteenth verse. It's in your notes. You got to understand that Eve did that to y'all. Listen, especially women. You got to understand this. Eve right. did that to y'all right. in Genesis the third chapter and the sixteenth verse. Um, you see where you know. See, you see where the curse uh, is, in the Bible says that uh, you know that that. And the Bible says that to woman, He said, "I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing." with pain you will give birth to children your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you your desire will be for your husband listen that was part of the curse Listen, you you couldn't stop desiring your mate even if you wanted to. Listen, that was part of your punishment for listening to the serpent. That you was going to spend all your time and energy desiring that mate. And what was going to happen is that you were going to become frustrated because your desire was to have them. And then you get them and you realize that he ain't all what you thought he was going to be. That he really can't bring that frustration. And you was going to be frustrated over and over again. Because there was a desire there to have a man in your life thinking that he can give you something that he can't, thinking he can give you something that only that only God could give you. that was that was part of it looking for fat, looking for that fulfillment uh, in man. So and what happens is because of that desire, a lot of times uh, women we gravitate from man to man to man. Because there's that, that desire doesn't leave You get out of one bad relationship You wonder why you end up in another bad relationship It's because that desire doesn't leave But we got to get to a point where we stop gravitating From man to man to man And we start gravitating uh, from the Father to the Son To the Holy Spirit Lord. Lord. We, we, we got to get to that point But I need you to understand that Your desire, I know a lot of y'all can't even help But you just, you just really really want to be in that relationship And I want you to understand why it is That you feel that way You can't help it It's just that, okay, now God gave us a means to restore it. We understand what God, we understand why, since we understand why God gave us um, the ability to be back uh, uh, restored. And he did that through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus Christ has to be first, because that's the only way you're going to defeat that desire from running to man, to man, to man. He's the only way you're going to be able to defeat defeat that uh, desire. In Genesis uh, 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 2 and uh, 18, again, uh, the Bible says that it's not good uh, that man should be alone. Now, I need y'all to get this. I really need y'all to catch this uh, about Adam. Uh, again, Adam, I'm telling you, when it comes to being single, Adam had this thing down. And a lot of times, uh, we overlook a lot of portions of Adam's life in uh, the thing in which he did, especially before the fall. Um, the Bible says that uh, in verse 18, it says not good for man to be alone. Listen, in verse 19, look what God started doing. He said, look, in verse 18, it says not good that man be alone. I will make him a helper helper, suitable for him in 19 he said now God and now the Lord God formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air he brought them to Adam to, to the man to see what he would name them and whatsoever he the man called each living creature that was his name so the man gave names to all the livestock the birds of the air and all the beasts of the field but Adam but for Adam no suitable helper was found Listen. Listen, listen. Adam just had Adam just had all the beast of the field, right? After this is right after God said, don't uh this is right after said that it says it's not good for man to be alone. Um, so now God makes all the animals what happened. He said that you name them. He said you call them what you want to call them. Now you got to understand, you remember after Eve had got created, uh, God, uh, God brought Adam to Eve and Adam named Eve. You remember? So now what, what, what Adam did not do, Adam did not settle for an animal. Adam, listen, listen. Adam did not say, well, I guess I'll just have to take one of these animals uh, God just made. The Bible says that Adam didn't find one suitable. So he didn't just take no anything. He didn't just pick up on any animal. He didn't find one suitable. So what he did, he went back to God. The Bible says, so God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. So he went back to God and he said, Lord, I didn't find nobody suitable for me. He did not settle for any." body. He did not settle for anything. He said, these animals are not suitable for me and we have to get to a point where we do not settle in our lives we do not just settle for anything we don't just settle for any old body but if we have to we'll just go back to God and be like the last one didn't work no he is not suitable for me the last day that was on no he is not it he is not suitable for me so Lord I'm coming back to you because I need you to do something else uh for me because that person is just not suitable and so uh, it said, the Bible says, so. He, so, so the Lord caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, again, uh, this is where Adam found rest uh, in God. Um, and he, be- at that point, he began to uh, he began to make leave. He began to make Eve um, while he was there. Now, Eve, God took uh, Eve in verse 21. It says that, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed him up with his flesh. Listen. Eve was already uh, on the inside of Adam Eve existed already she was already on the inside of Adam all God had to do was just add some things to Eve to make her what it is that uh, he needed her to be she already existed listen she was there all alone you got to understand this listen uh, the, the, the mate that God has for you the husband or the wife that God has for you has to already exist it's just that, it's just that God may not have it presented that person to you yet. That person has to already insist, "Listen, your husband cannot be born today. Because then y'all will be in two different generations. So that means your husband or your wife is floating around out here somewhere, and you have to believe that God is going to put y'all together one day. Listen, she came out of him. That is why it is so important that uh, you uh, you you be interceding, you will be praying for your mate that already exists. Listen, if you understand and believe that your husband or your wife is out there somewhere, then you should be praying for them. You should be praying for that God will strengthen them. You should be praying that God will lift them up. You should be praying that. God God will lead them, that God will keep hedge, hedge, and protection around them. Um, if you're praying for them, if you believe that they exist, you should be praying that God will p- impart a word in them, especially women. You should be praying that God will make him uh, a leader uh, of you so that when y'all do hook, hook up, he'll know how to lead you. You should be praying for his finances. You should be praying for his credit because you know you want to buy a house one day. Listen, you should be praying for your mates. The same way you pray for yourself, the same way you you want God to bless you, you should be praying for your mate in that same manner. Every time you ask God to bless you, you ought to ask God to bless uh, them. Adam, when Adam was uh, when every time, so if Eve was inside, the, if Eve was on the inside of Adam um, before before God uh, brought her out, that means that every time Adam nourished his body, he was nourishing his wife. That means every time that Adam grew, that means his wife grew. Listen, his rib couldn't—he couldn't keep a baby rib, so he had to as as he uh, as he grew. That means his wife grew as he got nervous. That means his wife got nervous. Listen, right. the things in which you do individually is going to benefit your mate. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's why you have to make sure you're taking care of you because that is going to be a benefit um, to the person in which God has for you and the person in which uh, you may end up uh, you may end up with one day. So we gotta, so we gotta get that right. We began to pray for them, but that I'm telling you, the desire to be in a relationship work is faith. You gotta have faith just to want to be in a relationship. Right. I'm telling you because if your mate, if you, you believe one, you gotta believe that your mate exists. And then your prayer, you gotta have faith just to just to be single. Just to be single, you gotta have faith and believing that God is going to send that person into your life one day, that He is going to clean them up, he's going to get them right, and that you all uh, will one day uh, be together. You gotta understand that. You gotta get that in your spirit, and you gotta begin to pray for your mate. I challenge all of you. I'm telling you, stop praying about you and start praying for your mate. When we talk about giving, when we talk about truly being in a relationship, we're talking about uh, doing unto others you want others doing to do unto you. If you want your mate to be praying for you, you need to be praying for them. If you you want their mate to be looking out for you and building you up you need to be doing the same thing for them so so get to a point where you began to pray uh for your mate i'm telling you but that takes faith that takes faith so now, uh, we, we, talk, we talked about, you know, our desire and why we feel like that. We talked about why it is uh, uh, the difference between being alone and being single. And I want to give you all what God gave me, the three categories of uh, uh, singleness um, that, that God uh, had given it to me. He, I believe we, we serve a triune God, and I believe uh, that's why God did it. It's the three Ps. He, if you are single, God is probably doing one of three things. He's either preparing you. He's either building patience in you or uh, he is preserving you. Again, he's either uh, preparing you, he's building patience in you, or he's preserving you. Now... Uh, He's preparing you because uh, uh, most of us need some time to be prepared so that God can work on us, that God can get us to the point where he wants us to be. Uh, So God has to begin to prepare us because for those of you who have been single and especially you that's been single for a long time, you have had a season of singleness where it's been all about you. Listen, God has to begin to change your mind frame uh, about what you do and how you do it because uh you being single you only th- you've been operating all about you everything you do is all about you when you ate everybody ate when you dress, everybody dressed when you know you spend all you spend your money on three people you you and you see all that has to change When we get to, when we begin to ask God to bring us into a relationship, that selfishness that we have, and a lot of times it's it's subconsciously, we just so used to just taking care of us that when we do get in a relationship, we have a hard time transitioning from just me to thinking about somebody else. We spend our time the way we want to spend our time and do the things we want to do, but we got to get to a point if we expect to be in a successful relationship where we get to a point where uh, we can begin to switch gears and begin to uh, think about uh, somebody else so He is uh, preparing us um, for. uh, uh, to be able to be uh, in a relationship now uh, sometimes it's not uh, sometimes it's not us it could be us it could be them sometimes it could be your God preparing your mate maybe your mate ain't ready for you and God is preparing you so you just got to be uh, you just got to be patient and wait on him again or it could be you ain't ready for your mate maybe your wait mate waiting for you but God is still working on you because God is saying I can't put that person in your life right now because if I did you will mess them up if i dm you not ready to be with them right now and so if i so now would not be the time for me to put y'all uh together and that's where we come to the second category to building patience because sometimes y'all know it's better to be single than it is uh to be sorry that's right. i know because i imagine that some of y'all been in some relationships and you wish you had to just stay single so, so, so God cannot, uh, you know, God cannot, God had to build patience in us. So when we get to a point where we be, we, we wait on God, uh, to do to finish the work that he has already started. You pray that your, you pray that the God has your mate on his wheel and he's working on them. He's, he's fixing them. He was making them the way in which he wants them to be. When I think about this, being patient, listen, God cannot give you something that you are not ready for just because he's a loving God, and he loves you so much. He is not going to put you in harm's way. He is not going to endanger you by giving you something that you is not ready for. I think about my son. I don't care. Listen, my son is seven years old. Uh, I don't care how much he asks for a Mustang, he ain't getting one because he is just not ready for it and because i love him so much i could not see putting him behind a wheel a wheel of a car like that knowing that he might kill himself if i gave it to him so my desire is to give him what he wants but i have to give it to him when he's ready for it i cannot give it to him when he's not ready for it or i'll be putting him in i'll be putting him in hard way so a lot of time it's not that god is saying no he's saying not now because if my son came and asked me for a Mustang now, I wouldn't. it would be a not now, maybe later, son. Because I love you so much, I wouldn't want you to go out there and kill yourself. Amen. Amen. So a lot of times, God is saying, look, just not now. You're just not ready for a mate right now. Right. Yeah. Just not now. So not no, but not now. Or he could be, God could be preserving you. He could have uh, a hedge of protection around you. He could have you uh in uh in isolation because he's trying to breathe some uh, revelation in your life he could be protecting you from all the men that want to be with you but he know that those men don't mean you no good or those men are not the one he look look i'm protecting you from everybody else that's trying to get with you while i prepare the one who who, who needs to be with you so i'm trying to keep all these men away so sometimes when whether it be you ain't getting no play or you all these men that ain't supposed to be with us he's saying look i'm telling he said look your spirit man is telling you yeah you want to be in a relationship but the ones you meet ain't it he said because i could be preserving you because i don't need you to hook up with them because i can't see your husband while you laid up with your boyfriend so i had to keep you i had to preserve you from that because when he get ready i want him to be able to send him with you i don't want you to be so occupied or distracted that you can't receive what i have for you or God may have you at a point where he's working on you. He's working on your purpose in your life. He wants to build a purpose in your life so he, can, he don't want you to get distracted by a mate. Somebody in your life could be a distraction to you. You, you It could be because you might have your time and your attention focused on God. But as soon as that person comes into your life, now all of a sudden it seems like you ain't got time for God. Only thing you got time for is that person that just came into your life. So sometimes God is saying, look, I can't I can't afford for somebody to come into your life and mess up what I got. So I'm going to keep you from being in a relationship just so I can just so you can stay before me. Because it seems like when you're not in a relationship, you spend more time with me. So I'll keep you out of one. I'll keep you out of one so I can spend as much time as I need to until you're ready to be in one. Until you get to the point where you're going to give me my time regardless, where you're not going to let nobody take that time away from me. Y'all got to understand we serve a jealous God. He ain't going to do it. So he's either preparing you, he's either building patience in you, or he is preserving you. The Bible says in Hebrews, the uh, the 10th chapter and the 36th verse it said, you need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. The Bible says you will receive what you what he has promised, but it says that you must persevere so that you have you must persevere so that when you have done the will of god i'm telling you everything that god does is about him it's about his glory i'm telling you got to understand that nothing god does is about you listen you just get to take part in all the stuff that god is trying to accomplish here but it's really not about you it's about him he said look i'll give you the promises but first my will has to be done first so i understand everything that you want i understand you want to mate. i understand you want to be in a relationship but my will has to come first I'm going to accomplish my will and then I will give you the desires of your heart then I'll give you all the promises but my will has to be first and when we get to that point as singles wanted to be in a relationship where God comes first when his will comes first then us being in a relationship is the easy part us having a mate I'm telling you God wants to bless you but more, more, more than that he wants to get his will done on earth Amen. you got to get that you got to get that so I, I, I need you all to understand that we're going to take and this is the foundation uh, of this whole series. We got to get this part right or all the other stuff is going to be be irrelevant, or all the other messages in this series are going to be irrelevant if we miss this part. If we miss this part, I'm telling you, we are not going to have, if you do not have a solid foundation to uh, upon which to build a relationship, you will not have a successful relationship. You don't just want a relationship. You want a good relationship. You want a godly relationship. You want a successful relationship. You don't want to just have any type of relationship. We didn't been in any type of relationship before. We didn't been with somebody, anybody before. We want to begin to do things God's way, and if we do it God's way, it'll be the way in which god said it would be get that in your spirit understand that get that uh in your spirit so again preparing you he's building patience you or he either he is either um preserving you so this is the, the foundation for our series that we're going to take and we're going to build on this. But you need to go back. You need to eat on this. You need to digest this. You need to get this in your heart. You need to get this in your spirit. You need to understand everything that God is saying unto you, what, what it is that he's speaking unto you. You, understand, you need to begin to seek God about his will, about his purpose for your life. You need to begin to do that um, so that you will have success in a relationship in which you seek to be in. So I hope that gives you all a, a better, a clear understanding. Of why it is uh, that you might be single uh, at this point now one of the questions that you may be asking which I've had uh, from our survey that we've done is uh, how do you know when you're ready to be in a relationship mm. and I'm gonna give that to you next week this coming Thursday uh, for our series this coming Thursday this coming Thursdays uh, is ready to be found. Um, you got to get that in your spirit. But I want you all to take and digest this message, get this in your spirit, uh, and then uh, we'll be ready to build on that uh, as we as we progress through the series. Because. Uh, I- want you all to get uh everything that god uh has for you to have everything that he means for you to have uh everything that he has for you and i'm telling you as long as he's first uh everything else will fall in fall in order if he gets the glory i promise you he will pour down on you he will rain down on you because that's the type of god that we serve he's he's really just that he wants to bless us he wants to give us uh, all you know the good things that we desire he wants to do all of that but again he has to be first amen hey man, hey man.